0: Welcome to Conversational Pace, 5Ks to Marathons and Beyond, a podcast to educate and entertain runners of all levels and abilities. Hosted by a rotating panel made up of members of the Montgomery County Road Runners Club, we are here with a diverse range of perspectives, experience, and ideas about this beautiful sport of running on two feet. In today's show, members of our competitive racing team break down a fun four-miler dig into summer running do's and don'ts and recommend some hot weather running gear we think you can't live without. Finally, we look ahead to a few races and programs coming up in the weeks ahead. Now, without further ado, please enjoy this very first episode of Conversational Pace. My name is Adrian Spencer, I'm 34 years old, I've been running almost 5 years and my
1: favorite race distance is 50 miles. My name is Chris Shaw, I'm about to be 42 years old. Uh, I've been running since I was 13, I think in junior high with a couple long breaks in between. Uh, My favorite... Race is probably about 5k at this point, and it gets longer every year, so it'll be 10k probably in the next three years.
2: (laughs) I'm Brian Murphy, I'm 33 years old, Um, I've been running for uh,
3: almost 10 years now,
2: and my favorite race distance is half marathon. My name
3: is Lee Firestone, I'm just about 52. I've been running since high school, took 25 years off, and started running again 10 years ago. I thought my favorite distance was a marathon, but I take that back now. I think half marathon is a much nicer.
4: I'm Nicholas Cruzier, I'm 32 now. I've been running since 2010 or 11. And my favorite distance definitely the half. Half what? Half Half mile. mile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You all three said half marathon. I hate that distance. Like, what is it about the half marathon that you
2: like? It's a really hard challenge. Yeah. But uh, you're walking the next day.
4: (laughs) Um, It's long enough to be uh, interesting where you can actually think about race strategy during the race. Yeah. But it's short enough to not have to worry too much about nutrition and all the um, the problems you get with the marathon distance. So I I think it's a race I could like plan two days before actually racing, be ready for it. hmm. Uh, Whereas marathon, you have to think weeks that's kind of right. before and right. it's just also fast enough to real feel like a race right Mar- sometimes a marathon is like you have to pace yourself be very careful and the actual pace or actual speed you're going at doesn't feel as much as racing as a half <laughs> marathon right. and
3: i also feel there's a lot of training that goes into a full marathon and sometimes the weather could be unpredictable and you've been training for right. months for this and uh and it could be a hot or very cold or rainy day and it just totally throws you off where it's a half marathon. Most of us are training most of the year, ready for a half marathon at any time. So if things don't go well weather-wise the race day, you can blow it off and think about another half or a smaller race or another race, a different weekend.
4: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I've got the same kind of feeling though, where I am in the training, you can pretty much pick it up next week I want to run a half marathon.
0: So most people would hear this and they would go like, oh, you're ready for a half marathon all year? Like, what's the,
1: what? I'm not. You're not? <laughs> you, you never run a half marathon? The longest distance I've run is 10 miles. Oh. You've raced. You've raced. The, the raced. longest distance I have raced is 10 miles, okay. correct. I have run, like, three half marathons <laughs> as a training run. But you run, like, 40 or
0: 50 miles a week, right? Mm-hmm. So if you needed to, you could run a half marathon. Yes, if I needed yes. to, I would run a half <laughs>
1: marathon. Yes. <laughs> so, but like, I, could, I could finish it. I could, we, I could make it 13 miles. If
2: we said, so, to stay on the team, you have to run a half marathon. <sighs> I would think about
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't like. I mean, huh. I, I, as I said, I'm gradually getting to longer distances. Uh-huh. So in in college, I thought, or in high school, I was a half miler. In college, I still thought I was a half miler, and I was uh-huh. whining to run an eight k because it was too long. And I've gradually gotten longer, but I, yeah, hmm. it's a lot. Um, it's hard enough to train for short distances.
0: Well, so today, <laughs> so today we all ran a four miler. Oh, three point seven five. It's a typical low key race,
1: right? <laughs> That's right. Um, key. And I manage. guess
0: did we? What were we thinking going into it? I know some of us were not like totally 100 percent healthy. Um, didn't seem to matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, what was what was where were our heads at um, going into the four miler today? Who wants
3: to take that? Well, first? I could tell you. I mean, this is where weather sometimes comes in. This has been raining for the last week, and. Uh, Part of this four-miler is on trail, and we went over a wooden bridge, um, and uh, it was just a little more slick than usual. So to get our our footing there was something we had to think about. Uh, We may have been slowed down a little by the runners around us, um, unless you're Chris or Nico, and uh, (laughs) there was no one around you. Um, But I think that was something to think about. also, this had a nice hill waiting for us at the end. Uh, So... uh, It definitely means that part of our training has to involve hills, and at least for me, I'll speak for myself, I haven't been training on hills lately. I think that's one thing, even though four miles is not a tremendously long distance, uh, you need to have some variety in your training to uh, be ready for that hill. At the very end. At the very end, yeah. It's never fun to finish a race on a hill, but that's what we had today.
0: Well, in the downhill, too. At the start, some idiot ran down the downhill like way too fast because he wasn't thinking.
1: I've seen that <laughs> idiot before. He does that in a lot of races, no, I've yeah, noticed. Yeah, I've seen that, too. He does too. A, <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think it would be somebody that ran very you'd, long distances and you understand yes. that. He gets a little excited about running only like four miles. That splits. idiot is me, and I just
0: get so excited at the <laughs> idea of only running for 22 minutes that I um I, I tend to go a little hard at the beginning, which I, I'm getting better at in my defense. You have gotten a lot better at it. Yes, yeah. but yeah. I also wanted to... There were some kids I didn't recognize near the front, so I wanted to test them for mm. Chris and Nico's behalf <laughs> <what I> <laughs> and see if they were legit or not and try to tire them out a little bit.
2: Well, it, it worked because one of the guys... Was um, was up with you, and then the first little turnabout that we had, I caught him. Yeah. And then several other people caught him. That's so right. so See you him out for it? me. So you're welcome. That. There you go. You did great. You did great. <laughs> I <you>. think <laughs> also
3: important this is to, is to remember that this is Memorial Day, and before the race we had an, a nice little Memorial yeah. uh, Day uh, service where we recognize fallen um, men and women who've served for our country, and it was it was moving. Uh, there had to be at least 100 people in a circle reading off names of uh, fallen people uh, who served in the military. Uh, I thought that was a little special. Um,
2: Yeah, that was really cool. And I I saw you right after that, and you were like, oh, you know, I... I wanted to get my warm up in, but that was really cool. And you were kind of debating whether you, you know, if
3: you well, if you got your enjoyment out of that, or if you'd rather. I your... I thought at the moment it was more important yeah. to honor these people than my warm up. and sure. Uh, so, yeah. I stuck around, and uh, I'm glad I did. It was definitely a, a moving moment for anybody who was there. You can, you can always warm up the first half of a race, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, Nico
0: and Chris came in one and two. Um, what, did you guys have a specific strategy for this race or was it just like run? Start fast (laughs) and fast.
4: (laughs) No, for most of the case, all the time for the low key races, I just do not think about it at all (laughs) until I actually come to the race and it's just a good, I would almost say a workout, like a strong, um, hard workout for sure. Um, It's not the ideal race strategy for sure, but it works. Just go out fast, see how the competition is and see if they can keep up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. And then Chris,
0: you were, I was really impressed because you kind of hung back. You were sort of like just lying in wait and then right, say like a mile and a half in, you just sort of turned it on and then overtook basically everybody. (laughs) That's well, what it except like for Nico, but yeah. <laughs> well,
1: uh well I would I have had a quad hamstring injury the past I don't know, two weeks that's uh-huh. been really sore, so I've just been running slow and kind of longer the past week. Um and I've just been kind of feeling it out to see how it's gonna work out and if it's a real injury or I'm just old. Um so I I, I conscientiously took it easy the first mile and was kind yeah. of back and then kinda of saw how it felt, and I felt okay, so I moved up a little, um, and then about, actually, like two and a half miles in, I almost dropped out of the race, because my, everything just got really tight, so I decided to go for another quarter mile, and it loosened up, and I felt good, so I was able to, I'm glad I stayed in, and didn't stop, because I was able to push back, and kind of work up, and catch everybody. So how do you, I mean, it's a
0: low-key race, it's only four miles, how do you decide, have you ever DNF'd? I've
1: never, I've uh, no, never, I've never. And so you but you were actually out. thinking about it. I was today. thinking about today. I mean, to be fair, I've thought about it in a lot of races. <laughs> today was more seriously thinking about it. You know, I feel like everybody thinks about it in a race. are like, oh, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Has anybody DNF'd? Have any of us ever DNF'd?
3: I have. I DNF'd Boston two years ago. Really? Uh-huh. I did. Because of the okay. heat? Um, I was coming off of an injury. I was undertrained, but I already had my plane ticket, hotel yep. room, and decided what the heck. Yeah. Um, and, um, I pulled out around mile 14, I realized it was too warm, and I was only going to injure myself, and I wouldn't have such a great race time, so, um, I had fun. Um, and, uh, just met my buddies at fire and ice at the end, yep. and, uh, that was the way to go. Yeah. So what was,
0: what's your thought process before, do you, like, do you go, if I keep running, I'm going to injure myself, and that's the threshold, or what's the... Like what was what was the point where you said I'm definitely making this decision? and It's the right decision to make because you don't seem very regretful about it. You seem no. You've well, made
3: the I, right I I went into the race knowing that it was a huge possibility that I wouldn't finish, and so I was mentally prepared for it. Um, I think if I wasn't, I might have been a little more down than I was. Um, um, but um, yeah, when I when I, I I knew I was feeling at mile twelve what I normally would feel at mile twenty three um it wasn't going to happen that day so uh no i i I think part of it is being mentally prepared for that dnf um and uh i i think if you've been running long enough and understand your body you know when your body's up to speed to run the race the way you expect you to run yourself to run
2: Mm. that was a year we ran the uh, bna half marathon together it was and you, you pulled up short a little you finished that race, right. but it was right in the last mile or so. You were feeling something in the
3: calf. Right. So Brian and I um, ran a real good BNA half marathon about a month uh, and a half, I guess, before Boston. And that's where I pulled the lateral head of my gastroc muscle, my calf muscle, uh, the last mile, um, and I hobbled across the finish line like Quasimodo. I but, I mean, there is, that's where it was all mental, because I knew I was so close to the end, and I I wasn't prepared, mentally prepared to DNF that race. But that, I, I we went to the awards banquet afterwards, um, um, uh, MCRC awards banquet, and, um, um, I was one of the nominees for, um, um, um Master Runner and, uh, didn't get it but I had to walk up to the podium and I hobbled up there it, it was it was frustrating and I knew that uh, I didn't have time yet to assess the injury but I knew I was in trouble. But That's what knocked me out of uh, finishing Boston was hmm. that injury so uh, we sometimes run a half marathon before a full marathon just to test the legs out and that was my idea but didn't expect that. That was the first for me. I didn't mean to put the hurt on you there. Yeah. <laughs> Little competition towards the end. Yeah. What what's uh what is the
0: gastroc muscle? I'm not I uh, the gastro the gastro I
3: don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. The gastroc muscle, short for gastrocnemius, which is the big pop muscle in the back of our calf, and um, it, it's one of the muscles we need for acceleration. Um, um, but um, uh, you, you can pull a muscle, just which basically in English means you have micro tears of the muscle, just like you can have micro tears of a tendon. Um, the key is to recognize it and to shut yourself down and uh, let things heal, and that's what I did. Um, um, but because of that, um, instead of putting in 60 miles of training, 70 miles of training a week. I was probably at most the last two weeks before the marathon putting in 20 to 25, which mm. we all know uh, memory, muscle memory only goes so far. You, uh, mm. You've got yeah. to give that a little bit of a workout to be ready for a marathon.
0: Mm. That's some good insight. So, um, but today no DNFs. <laughs> Everybody's, Everybody's happy, finished. right? No DNFs. We got a little reprieve because it was a slightly shorter course than advertised. Yeah. So that was good. Um, and uh, happy Thank day, you. right? Yeah, Yeah. it was
3: a little more humid, a little more hot than we expected. Um, It was definitely humid, yeah. um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a sweater. Um, And going into this race, uh, I made sure that I had a couple cups of water before I started. I didn't really know on a smaller race like this how often water stops would be around. And when you're going fast, um, you don't really want to stop at water stops if you can help it. Uh, So Mm -hmm. for me, I knew that hydration was going to be a key. There's something called evaporational cooling. Evaporational cooling is the way we, our bodies get rid of heat when, when we're hot. And uh, when the dew point is as high as it is, we don't evaporate fluid as readily as we should from our skin surface, which means we heat up a lot faster. This is why people have heat stroke. This is mm. why people um, uh, uh, start to slow down. Um, so it's really important to understand your body um, understand your body during any race, even a four-mile race. Um, so if you're somebody who needs fluids, um, and, or if you're not too sure if you need fluids, um, make sure you hydrate well. Um, one of the rules I tell people during your training runs is look at the color of your urine. Um, if it's very dark, you probably have underhydrated. hydrated um, Weigh yourself before and after you go for a training run and see how much you lose. You shouldn't lose more than three or four pounds if you are. You're doing something wrong. You have to hydrate, carry a water belt with you, uh, do something smart.
0: Weighing myself after
3: hot training
0: runs is like the best ego boost ever. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I lost that weight. That's the goal weight I'm going with. <laughs> Back in by lunchtime. Yeah, um, I've
1: never drank during a race. I've never been able to. Yeah, yeah you told me this. That blew my mind you know, I've tried, tried it, that. that. The one time was Boy, that we had a race last year the Comas cross-country run oh, right. when yeah. it was, they were debating a, camps so in the race because it was so hot. It, yeah. Was, yeah. it, was, 100 it was 100 degrees. On five or something. Yeah, yeah, and that, and it was a 5K yeah. too, so it was a short one, but it was yeah. the only time I have ever even tried to take water. I ended up spilling half of it yeah. on myself. Yeah. But, um. That's kind of my I move just at just water
0: stations drink. is,
1: um, if it's a shorter race, I won't carry
0: water. I will do it, I'll do it at the stations or not yeah. at all. So like a four miler, I would never, I, I don't typically do it today maybe I, th- I thought about it yeah. but what i usually do is i grab the water and i douse myself like i try yeah. to cool down yeah. my body yeah um and then for like ultras and stuff if i'm carrying water i'll use the water water stations to douse my body
3: and then mm. drink the stuff that i'm carrying okay what do you guys yeah. do about salt and gatorade do you ever replenish any electrolytes no. i've never i do afterwards. i do s caps
0: yeah. during a long race i'll do one or two an hour depending on how i'm feeling um now, I find, like, I I have a pretty strict gel regimen, so I'll try to do at least two gels an hour for a longer run or a longer training run. And um, they've got, I think, my sense is that they've got pretty much everything I need, you know, that I don't need a whole lot of supplemental salt, you know, but I do use the caps a little bit.
2: So you're saying longer runs, and we're kind of, we're all different right. here, and right. we have a 5K or a 50 um, miler.
0: Yeah, so... The fur- the longest run I've ever done is a fifty miler, and I did one about a month ago. And for that mm-hmm. race, I, I had sixteen gels, <laughs> um, and a bunch of salt tablet. You know, I probably had a salt tablet. I you know, probably had eight salt tablets or something. A little wow. more yeah. than one an hour. It took me about seven hours. So, um, so yeah, I think salt's pretty important, and just uh, really though, being hydrated going into the run is yeah. super important yeah. because. So just- You can build your. You can get into a little bit of a deficit, and unless you're running, you know, a marathon or 50k or beyond, um, you can typically kind of gloss over that deficit just with general fitness and moxie.
2: I was curious about this too, because I, uh, I, I, I'm guessing the beer last night didn't help, (laughs) but or the scotch. (laughs) I, uh, I get water at every race. No matter mm. the distance, mm. if the, if they're offering it, I'm taking it. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> it's, it's, it's free. For five Ks, I grab it. You're uh, very thrifty, it's, and I, it's probably not helping me because I should have already been hydrated for a five K, right? But it, I'm at some point, it's a psychological. Is it mental? Yeah, is it
0: mental? It's just totally like, There it is. Point. I need it. Oh,
2: there's a yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Because there's five. There's. I mean, we've all done five Ks that don't have a water stop because it's five yeah. K. Yeah.
0: I mean, and but that I'm
4: fine with that.
2: That's 15 seconds off your five K PR. If you don't do
4: that, probably seems, right. That seems a bit longer. Okay. Well, ten.
2: Well, there's, there's the question though. Is it? Where's the psychological boost there too? Because I'm grabbing it and I'm doing like you're saying. Just it, splashing it, in your mouth. If some gets know? in my mouth, hey, that that's more the benefit. Because but
1: a lot of it usually gets on my face and always coming. But from a track background where I'm, uh-huh. you're yeah. racing, right. to, even the thought about like. Slightly altering your course to hit the water stop, <laughs> right. to grab a cup, to do that, like, you know, then you're losing arm motion. I mean, yeah, again, what do you thinking and thinking you're about? not concentrating so, on a race? How often do you when do you really need water, right? Right, again, is it if, no. if, if there's no heat involved? No, I, I, I,
3: I can usually just tell a little cotton mouth before a race if I'm a little underhydrated, yeah. and if right. I am. I make sure, again, that I drink an extra water before the race. But even in shorter distances, I agree with Brian. I mean, I will, I'll grab, I grabbed one water on this race, even though there were two opportunities, I grabbed one. I almost put one on the top of my head, just poured it on my head for the second time we hit water stop. But it does break your breathing pattern a little bit when you stop. And you have to be careful when it gets a little crowded. Um, You can can trip up with other people Mm -hmm. at the water stops as well. So you have to be a little careful. But... Typically for a four-mile race, um, I think it's more psychological to have that water mid-race. I think anything five miles or above, you probably need to grab a water somewhere, especially when the humidity is as high Mm -hmm. as today.
0: Mm -hmm. My threshold for if I'm drinking water during a race is if the race is going to take me an hour or more. So... So not for for a 10K. Which I think is
1: i think that's yeah. probably about right yeah
0: it's like because i can i can i and everybody's different but so i have, know i can push through a full hour yeah. if i need to and maybe i'm putting myself in in a hole a little bit if i don't take water earlier near the end but it it hasn't seemed to be a problem but definitely like longer runs i'm religious about 16 to 24 ounces of water every hour no matter what. Yeah, and just you, know, don't, you don't think
4: about it, just do it because you, you know. Just, right, if, exactly. you, if you skip it, you'll regret it. Like, exactly, yeah. In for you an hour or so. Yeah,
0: And that's why I usually run, if I'm racing long distances, I'll run with handhelds instead of um, like a reservoir in the backpack mm-hmm. because I can actually tell exactly how much fluid I'm taking in with the reservoir. It's hard to kind yeah. of get a sense like, oh, have good. I actually had my requisite mm-hmm. amount of water this hour? Um, so, yeah. Well, that leads us actually to nicely to um, our next segment, which we've already touched base on, which is like, what do we do in the summer? You know, it's easy to run when it's cool and breezy and uh, nice out. <laughs> we live in, in, and just outside of Washington, D.C., where uh, it's literally a swamp and gets really humid and awful. And temperatures in the 90s with, you know, humidity close to 100% is not uncommon, right? Yes. It's a it's the best best. i actually
4: i actually love running in summer really yeah i I really love it Uh, i can run at like 2 p.m or something in the middle of the day blazing hot um i know i'm going to be slower but i I really don't mind at all what do you like about it i don't know it's an extra handicap Uh, i don't know it just makes it interesting and i just really don't like rain in the cold so (laughs) really yeah this wow. Is, I, I, I race way better in the cold for sure. Um, and I've managed to run okay this winter. But I I really love it when it's hot outside. And just put your t shirt short on and you're done. You don't have hmm. to think about all those under armor stuff. Or
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: extra, extra. So I don't extra, think under, under Armor is coming on as a sponsor anytime soon. <laughs> I they already sponsored us. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Extra layers. Um, no, no. I don't mind at all. I, I don't mind. I sweat a lot. I just if you drink enough, you're good. And so I, yeah, I, you you I, carry water with you when you're going out. It depends on the distance. Uh-huh. um And I also I also think it's it's really a good training for fall season because mm-hmm. everything is mm-hmm. harder during summer mm-hmm. for sure. Right. So if you run fine during summer, you're going to be great for when it gets a bit cooler. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't mind it at all.
2: That's that's a good point. You, yeah. I don't typically wear a, a heart rate monitor, but uh, I used to a lot. Mm-hmm. And, find it annoying to yeah. to remember to take it with me usually right. yeah. but um, you can see when it when the temperature goes up you, your body's working quite yeah. a bit more your oh, yeah. your, your heart rate oh, yeah. goes up much faster yeah. so once you get that first cool day that first cool race yeah, uh, it's,
3: crazy. its easy, yeah. right yeah now I think one advantage of running in Montgomery County is we have a lot of trails that are under a canopy of yeah. uh, trees so it, it it can cool things down a little bit so we're not out in the blazing sun. But I think the key is to, for me at least, is to meet up with any running buddies early before the sun really gets mm. baking, usually 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning most Sundays, most uh, Saturdays and Sundays, uh, just to beat the heat. Um, I do not do well in the heat, and I will carry a water belt with me whenever I'm running any distance over five miles. Mm. And in some cases, I like running with the water on me, honestly, because it adds extra weight to me. So when I take it off during a race, uh, I feel like I've taken a few ounces or pound, pound and a half away from the equation. Um, so training with water on me, even shorter distances, is probably something I do more often than I'm saying, just for that effect. Cool. What
0: about you, Brian?
2: No, that's a. Um, I mean, like every everybody's already said. Um, I guess key for me is remembering to put the body glide on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have that first first time in the season you don't apply it and then you get in the shower after the run and you're like oh yeah that area <laughs> yeah that was me yesterday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and then uh i'm a big fan of i don't know if you guys know scratch
0: yeah s- yeah yeah
2: yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of scratch it's uh just a nutritional um hydration supplement uh, big in the the salt content not not so much on the sugar just to help replenish what's, what the,
0: lose. Cal- what's the caloric content
2: i don't know i don't know
0: it's The um, goo used to make this roctane energy, or I guess they still do, where it's like 200 calories for every packet and you just put it in 16 ounces of water. And then that way you don't have to um, eat. It was like solid food. You can just drink and get your calories through hydration. Um, Magdalena Boulet did Western States a couple of years ago just using that stuff. And I tried to do it at JFK two years ago, and it failed epically. <laughs> <laughs> it's another sponsor we won't get. Um, but so I don't know. I, I think like the hydration calories are hit and miss for me. But I know that for some, like for the people that it's successful for, it's like wildly successful, and right. you don't have to touch anything else. I, I'd it's have it's to, awesome.
2: I'd have to see what the the calorie intake yeah. is, but I, I use it for more after just to rehydrate recovery. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, more of a recovery than actual. I don't, I don't know if there's enough in there to. To really race with, right? Long distance. Yeah, the rock team definitely there
1: is, but it's um yeah.
2: Anyway, what about you, Chris? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I I don't like the heat at all. It's <laughs> it hits me, it hits me really hard. Um, even just hanging out at the house, mm-hmm. I need a nap when it's <laughs> hot out. I can't. If I'm on a beach and laying in a you know a lounge chair having a cocktail, that's about it for me yeah. in the heat. It just really knocks me out. So it's the same way with runs, and I. I, I like them in the fact that it put it, it gives me a mental edge I feel like um, same as it does when I go out when it's snowing or raining right I run on the trails you know there's those nice days and mm-hmm. there's 20 other people you pass on the trail. I mm-hmm. like those days when I'm out there by myself. I feel yes. like you know like Nico said, I push through those hard summer days and then in the fall I'm like all right these guys were you know these other people weren't out here training on these days um, but it's tough so I do I, I'll just make sure I have water but I, again I'm not a big drinker, supplement, whatever <laughs> yeah. guy. So, yeah, so on house. those days I will carry a little handheld water bottle, but that's about it. Going back, so you don't drink
0: water during races. Do you drink water during training runs? Like just Only
1: uh, in the summer. Yeah. And if I'm doing and it's got to be really hot. So probably over 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going longer than 10 miles, wow. I'll bring a, a, a and just a handheld. Chris is secretly a camel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just can't something about it. Huh. Again, I've never done it. So I don't know if it's like you guys said, it might be mental at this point where you take it. And I don't, cause it's hard to drink. I feel it's sloshing. Right? I yeah. feel it sloshing in my belly. Like it yeah. just, it, I can't do it. All right. And I'll drink before and I'll drink right away when I get home. But mm-hmm. I just, during the race, it's something I haven't been able to manage. I, and I've been on my summer runs. I've been doing it more just to train myself to right. see if I can do it. <laughs> What's, what's as everybody pushes me to do a longer race right. no, <laughs> I'm going no, no to need to learn to take water at some point, right? If right. I ever have to do a half Riley's just coming up but yeah, yeah. I have not done it longer than this. so using your code I've never run right. over an hour at this point for a race so right. I've never taken right. water
3: yeah, and I think too for I mean, the people who are just getting into running out there, you have to understand your body yeah. and understand what things your body is going to do well with and not, I mean right. our biggest fear is that we're going to wind up with cramps summit cramps, stitches during our races you know but maybe we didn't understand that that goo is going to have that effect on us right uh, so it's good to try some of these things during your training runs and understand your body so you're not uh hit unexpectedly during a race with something you know that you weren't prepared for right, right.
0: and that's the thing everybody has to kind of just try it's trial and error right, right. i mean yeah. you say understand your body but a lot of people can't understand their body until they have that one really bad run or that That's one right. really great run.
3: Yeah. Well, the beauty of MCRC is that if you are a member, uh, you can do these um, low-key races. Doesn't cost you anything once you're a member, and it's a great way. It's great introduction to running and mm-hmm. to understand your body. And um, yes. the club has races of all distances from five k to half marathon. So. From one mile, mile or from one mile to mile? 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 Yeah, 50 right. miles. One mile to 50. Right. Stone Mill represents... Right. There you go, yeah. There you go. Even wider range, there so you go. This is the, and this is how we all get to understand where we are, where we're most seasoned, what what race distance, because of a club like this. I all From right. right, I think Montgomery County Road Under is, what, the third largest in this country? I think I had heard that, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, wow. And um, uh, I could tell you, Brian has been starting up... Um, a training group on uh, Wednesdays on the track, I think, and on Sundays uh, uh, at Kengar, and that's where I think the club had its origins. Was in Kengar, where people would just pick up a bunch of people on the weekends, would pick up and start doing some training runs. And uh, he's trying to bring that back. Um, and again, that was a uh, roots of the club, I believe, was Kengar. Root. Is that right, Ken? Anyways, yeah, is, that, is that right, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that, you, you, they would um, actually. I got, I got introduced to the
2: club for for just saying people that were once members saying oh you have to go to Kengar. There's, you'll get uh, over 100 people there and it's it's gonna be like <laughs> you're gonna hit your workout hard it's not quite 100 people anymore <laughs> but um, that's that's okay there's still a good group that comes out and they they push each other really well cool
0: yeah i mean to piggyback on what lee's saying the the low-key race like i use the low-key race as a speed work basically yeah. you know it's just like it, it's really good that to know that in that one week I've got 5k to 10k of real fast unpleasant running that I get that then fits nicely into the bulk of the rest of my you know training block for longer what would you call it slower and death awfully boring or what <laughs> yes you're very right. slow L- uh, slow in the uh, yeah, lsd pace really long guess. slow distance right yeah. right right um and I, I mean, just speaking for my own behalf, I think I'm a much better runner having joined the club and been running with the club for now yeah. two years than ever before. I mean, you just get it, it you know, it becomes a different kind of thing and, and a good kind of thing.
1: I yeah. know. And the low key races are great to get out. And if you are trying to become a better runner and train and stuff, um, I mean, we've all done bigger 5k, 10k races, yes. but and charity stuff, but it, they cut out all the, like, come get your t-shirt, and mm-hmm. here's the four things afterward. Right. You know, you get in, you get out really quickly, and you yep. can get a, a, you know, but you get a good time to run, um, where you can measure yourself against other people and you're in and out of there, which is a great, yep. I think, a bonus for those, instead of doing the other ones where you're, you know, you know they're organized, they're quick, they're fast, yep. you're in and out. It brings
2: a brings a great community factor to it, yeah. which I really love about yeah. running. Is yeah. uh, you know, it's these like minded yeah. individuals from yeah. every pace and every background, and it's, mm-hmm. it's you have this one thing you can gather around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and the club wouldn't be a club without its volunteers too. And today, we see a lot of our friends out there who are volunteering, whether it be at the water stops or at registration, and that's what makes this club so great yeah. too everyone puts something back towards yeah. the club and uh and you you see all your running peeps uh whether they're volunteering or racing um and it, it becomes a social thing too yeah.
1: for sure yeah other team members right we're out there volunteering on some of these races. yeah no i mean yeah. a yeah. lot Probably of us better.
0: when i know when we get injured or we're just tired you know uh-huh. i see a lot of team members you know included out on the course and Um, I ran a 50k at Seneca Greenway in March and it was really cool to see a lot of members of the team kind of out there on the course cheering you on even if they weren't running it Um, and that's not it's not just a team thing either it's the whole club I mean there there really are group uh, click is sort of got a negative connotation but there are there are clicks kind of all from all the entire spectrum you know there are there are groups and friends and there are people with different focuses and different uh levels of intensity and different sort of time commitments and so it's cool it's um it's been fun to be a part of for sure um all right so having said that um wrapping up our little summer segment and we're gonna wrap up now because we're making a quick little four mile race into a multi-day adventure here (laughs) um we've now gone longer than the actual race let's do yeah
1: (laughs) by quite 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 a bit
0: um Let's, round-robin style, I, I think, let's talk, let's, if we could recommend one piece of gear to people who are running this summer in hot or humid, um, what would it be, and um, why?
4: I'll start. Yeah? A hat. Yeah. A hat? Yeah, just don't forget your hat. It, it, it makes a huge difference. If what you're kind not, of hat? Eh, whatever hat suits you. <laughs> um, doesn't matter, just a bit of shade, if you're not running... Uh, like a fedora, yeah. A fedora. <laughs> Go with fedora. It suits me.
0: I'm starting to become an ultra runner cliche, and I've got quite the trucker hat collection. Probably, oh yeah, yeah. So, oh.
4: so nice. I, I rep- I, I respect the hat choice. It's it's very simple, but I can feel it when I forget it. So yeah, yeah definitely a hat. And Unless it, it? If, even if you're running like. Um, in the trails and everything it's uh-huh. always it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you pretty do you great. do
0: the Galen Rupp thing where you have like a, another hat sitting in a cooler that you pull out <laughs> sure. sort of cool, cool dry hat <laughs> that's the only Galen Rupp thing that Nico does we should stipulate that it's <laughs> 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 well, getting a lot
3: faster it's all you're accusations right now come no. on now I think it's also important to make sure you're wearing the right clothes I think yes. I see some people overdressing I see people, some people still wearing cotton t-shirts you should be wearing a technical shirt, wear a singlet, uh, but don't overdress. It might feel a cool at the beginning of the run, but it's going to get hot quick. Uh, so don't overdress.
2: Uh, I think I already said a uh, body glide. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on. I, I go. I, they should sell it in like large vats. Costco would do that. That would be pretty sweet.
0: You know what I really dig um, is... I I have a two year old and we used Aquaphor. Oh yeah, okay. For like diaper rash and stuff, yep. and that stuff I I don't want to get too graphic, but it goes everywhere and it, I never chafe with it. it's yeah. awesome. So I got to try Body Glide, I guess. This episode brought to you by Body
1: Glide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll have to recommend my bandana, which I always carry with me. Like <laughs> um, Lee, I sweat a lot and it. it, it uh, when the sweat gets in my eyes, it always drives me crazy on runs. So I was just, and I don't wear a bandana on my head. I carry it on my hand and wipe the sweat off my brow. I don't know why, but that's, now it's my thing. But you carry it year long, right? Even, I carry it year-round, yes. You know, someone told me about something well, called a runner's
3: gutter. Where yeah. it goes around your head like a bandana, and it and it just takes the water like uh, a gutter and drips it off to the side of the <laughs> temples. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's yeah. another. I don't like track.
1: wearing a bandana because it makes me hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. always carry it, but yeah. Mm. I, I
0: the hat. Know. I like the hat answer. Um, I'm gonna go with my first answer, which is um, the socks. I found um, recently. I became a convert of Dry Mac socks, and they are like it's like. I never get blisters. I never get chafed. I know ne- they. There's something about what they do with those socks that just like soak up all the sweat and keep them off your foot. Mm. And I highly recommend everybody buy like ten pairs because they're <laughs> awesome.
3: And here, here's um, a recommendation from yeah. Dan Defonso. people know Dan Defonso from okay. the club, but sweaty shoes, how do you dry them out quick? Dan always recommends stuffing them with newspaper. Yes, he, yeah, he believes well. that that's a good way to dry out shoes. There's, I,
2: I do the same thing. I pull the soles out and I, I. Um... Or the inserts out of them, and I, I stuff definitely. them with with, huh. with newspaper. Didn't know that Little trick.
1: All right.
0: Um, all right. So let's wrap up. Um, what are the uh, There's some upcoming club races we should definitely advertise. <laughs> um, Run for Roses 5K is Saturday, June 17th. Starts at 8 a.m. That's up at Wheaton Regional, right? Yeah, yep, Wheaton yep. Regional. Um, none of us are running it. It's so. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. I know. I'll be choices, volunteering. Right? Uh, you'll be volunteering. Yeah. Good. All
3: right. Um, and that's geared towards women. If I'm yes. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's women's, a women's only. only. Yes. Threat. Women's only.
0: So. Um, and then we've got Suds and Souls 5K. Do yeah. Suds and Souls?
2: Twenty fourth. Do you want to? June twenty fourth. Like, yeah. Do you want to sure. sell that for a little? Yeah, bit? Yeah. Actually, you know, this is the second year the club has this um, Suds and Souls race and partnering with the. Uh, city of Rockville and it, um, proceeds go towards uh, Rockville City Youth um, athletic events which is really kind of cool and this is uh, I think it's an awesome club event um, afterwards you're going to get handed a beer from Gordon Beer Brewery yes. and there's going to be a ton of breweries and cideries and even distilleries in the post-race party uh, festival area with bands and everything and you'll you'll have I believe it's four or five um, free samples from all of these places. Dogfish Alehouse is, is there. How could you not like this? Seven locks <laughs> is there. Uh, it's it's going to be really cool. Cool. Are um, we all running it? I will. I am hopefully running if I'm not volunteering. Yeah. Right. So, But I will definitely be there.
1: Yeah, I'm not running it. I'm going to be out of town. And I'm really disappointed because i ran the inaugural one last year and, it, and i think it's going to be the the biggest club race within the next couple years I, mean, I think it's going so to be cool yeah. it, it was they did a great job last year and i think it's going to get better as people hear about it because it's a really nice event it's uh-huh. the course is is pretty decent yeah. um and the after Party in before is, is really good. It
4: was already sold out last year, so yeah. I'm not sure if they uh, increased um, capacity. They, but, they uh,
2: slightly increased capacity, yeah. Um, but if you're yeah, you should interest, get in.
4: definitely uh, check it now because yeah. it might feel in pre yeah, yeah. out. And it's a great way to carb reload after a race. That's right,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite recovery drinks. Yeah. And I'm drinking my beer right now out of Chris's <laughs> Sudden Souls, Soul's 5K. 5K. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Is that does who gets those or do you have to buy them? So, have every runner? Every runner will get will oh, get really? a finish a glass, yeah. yeah,
2: and you you'll get your served your Gordon Biersch beer in in the nice. finisher yeah. premium.
3: Pool? All right, well, who can argue Pool. with that? I, All right, I, I would just tell you, you one you? other thing. Um, I'm also a coach with XMP, and um, uh, if anybody's interested in a full marathon, um, I know that the program XMP program starts in mid June. Um, so it's a great, uh, training program if you're trying to gear up for a full marathon, even a half marathon. Um, we, we train towards Parks Half Marathon and then we, uh, I think the goal marathon is going to be Marine Corps. Um, uh, but, uh, some of the marathons start as early as, uh, early September like Erie. Um, so it's a, it's a great training group. Um, and, um, anyway, highly recommend it. It starts in about two weeks. Cool.
0: And uh, for information about that, they can go to the club website.
3: Yep, for information
0: mcrc.org. And you can find out about all these other races too. Good. Yep. All nope. right. Nope. This is where we would uh, incorporate some cheesy sign off line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a, pa- a place for every pace. Yeah, there you go. Now, Keep running.
0: That's nice. Keep on running. <laughs> Keep on running. <laughs> and then we play the Fleetwood Mac and. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what it does. Yeah. Thank you for listening and for bearing with us as we perfect our mobile recording techniques. We promise that future episodes will sound less like the finish line porta potty and more like a professional podcast operation. Special thanks again to our panelists, Nicholas Cruzier, Lee Firestone, Brian Murphy, and Chris Shaw. I'm Adrian Spencer, and I hope you'll check out our club at www.mcrrc.org and look for episode two of this podcast later this month.